Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! This podcast proudly presents to you the zero-time tag team champions of the world, the road dog, J.J. Brownlee, the badass, J.B. Faulkner, Total Spot Fest Live! With the ninth wonder of the world, Nick. And welcome to, or welcome back to Toto Spot Fest Live. I am JJ Brownlee, and by my side, as he is every time, is the illustrious Jamie Faulkner. Hello, hello, hello. And we are, of course, accompanied once again by the man, the myth, the meh, the ninth wonder of the world, <laughs> Nick. What's up? The meh. I like I that. Do, I, I, I like that. Shirt. We need to make shirts that say that. You know shit, what? Jamie. I that's... I would rock one. I would rock one. <laughs> Just let me let me pick the font. That's all I ask. <laughs> Nick, so meh. He thought Cesaro really was a part of the we the people. <laughs> That'd be like my own personal B team shirt. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's a wow. Nice. I love back. It. Holy twenty eighteen Batman. Okay. I know, right? <clears throat> Well, we got, we got another great show for you guys here, so uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, join the conversation, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, that is at Total Spot Fest on Twitter. Uh, YouTube is Total Spot Fest Live, just give it a search inside of the YouTube search box. Uh, comment, like, uh, subscribe, and tweet us as much as you want. We got AEW and NXT for this past week that we'll be discussing. Uh, there's an announcement, too, coming up uh, for the... Uh, Women's tournament, uh, the AW number one. I'm not even going to start because it's too damn long of a title. But the, the women's tournament uh, is coming again on Monday on their YouTube channel. So yay for that! That's good stuff going on here. So how you guys doing? How is how's how's your days been so far, guys? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good considering um, weather's been awful, but uh, the sun finally came back out. Hey, Got to 25 today here in Kansas City. I was I took that day off of work. I was driving around. It felt like it felt like springtime almost. You know, <laughs> you know shorts. This time of the right. week always feels like springtime too because we get to come into Thursdays after having watched the two good shows NXT and AEW. So yeah, it, yeah. this this is always like yeah. It's just it's nice. This is why I we hear do you. It. This is why I we hear. do it. <laughs> Jamie, your work's been good. I know you've been you've been you've been working your butt off this week. I have, I have, but you know what? It's pretty damn good. And you know why? Why is that? No one got pregnant by Ric Flair on Wednesday. Nobody, <laughs> nobody. Ric Flair's Ric Flair's sperm has been uh, subsided for the past few days. So thank God for that. Uh, please be. I mean, it is cold. So down in down in Georgia. So who knows? Is he where he lives in Atlanta? So he Woo. might be. You might be sperming people up. Okay, I'm gonna stop with the sperm jokes. Let's, let's 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 get right into it. So Jamie's gonna start us off with uh, AEW this week uh, as we inch closer and closer to Revolution. Jamie, why don't you take it away? So AEW was pretty solid this week. It, it, again, to your point, uh, you, you can't always perform at top tier five star matches all the way across. It yeah. had. Really good matches. There's some highlights in there I really want to go over. 
But, I mean, overall, solid show. Uh, how solid, do you say? It barely edged out NXT, and I'm really looking forward to your breakdown of NXT, because it's the Fallout show from, from Vengeance Day. Right. Um, but AEW starts off, right the shoot, right shoots, Adam Hangman Page, uh, and Money, Matt Hardy. Versus the Which hybrid. Nick's favorite, team. Nick's favorite Hardy, by the way. I just yeah. want to point that it's out. It's by far the best he's ever done creatively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I want to say this the hybrid two, technically, if you want to be technical, is one of the shittier uh, tag teams in AEW. And they're still amazing. Like, that yeah. it, AEW's got a good problem, just like NXT's got the good problem with the women's division. NXT's got the good problem with the, the tag team division. The problem is they keep trying to add more to it. It's like, just build with what you got. You know, like, we don't need... i am finally moved over to the we don't need MJF and Jericho as a tag team going for the gold. Really? Well, well I, welcome, I want them together. Welcome. I want them to be together, but not but, going but, but for in the title hunt, though. That's yeah. my, that was my argument. That's yeah. my whole argument from, okay. the, from the Battle Royal. Well, I... I I, I now I now see the error of my ways, um, and as the salt of the earth, I will I will do that. Wait, that's not my line. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you want to, you could go back to one of our previous podcasts uh, when we were talking about the the uh, breakdown of the battle royale, and they won, and I was all hyped for it, and these two were not. Anyway, so let's move on to this match: uh, Adam Hangman Page, Matt Hardy. Um, it wasn't a very long match. It was a good match. Um, I will definitely say that. Uh, it ended with the hybrid two losing to Paige and Matt Hardy. Big shock there. Nothing really in the match, I think, stood out as a, oh my goodness. You know, there was a couple decent moves here and there. Powerbomb here, you know, buckshot lariat there, you know. But... Overall, it was a solid match. But the thing is, the match wasn't the important part of this because now we have the fallout from last week's AEW where Matt Hardy rented out the bar and then they're drinking and he hands them the the contract that's going to make both of them lots of money. Well, um, you know, Adam Hangman Page brings out his contract and then they both sign it and it gets executed uh, whatever, and then they have that fallout because Matt Hardy's like, oh, I'm making a ton of money off of you now, blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> the, the great thing about that to me was Adam Hangman Page going, a, a man once told me you should always have a roll of paper in your pocket. And that is I a, love that. Such, that little dig. I love that. And, and it, was, it was a nice call out to Brody. Rest in peace, Brody. Um... You know, so that was a really good thing. And then they had, and then he's like, well, you already got executed. Well, somebody in the back, lawyer in the back, bring it out for us and let's see what you really signed. And they had the Jacksonville Jaguar mascot come out. Home of the Jags. Yeah, they suck. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, they're going to get the number when one. When, pick. when your owner owns the Jags and that's where all your shows are, <laughs> yeah. you, is, you, you get to say home of the Jags in every single one of your telecasts, JR, because they pay your bills. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, so anyway, he comes out. 
Uh, they 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 look at the contract. The contract basically states that at Revolution, Adam, Hangman, Page, and Money, Matt Hardy, are going to go at it. And the winner of it gets the loser's first quarter winnings. So it is what we like to call a money match. Um, thoughts? Originally, it was just that if if uh, Hardy lost, that yeah. Hangman would get that. But then they made then they agreed to the stipulation while in the ring there that you know first quarter versus first quarter of a true money match. Yeah. And I think that's funny because I really, even if Adam Hangman Page loses somehow, he's like, I ain't got no money. I blew it all on beer, you know, which would be the best <laughs> right. answer. But right. um, so then, you know, some some fighting breaks out because the Jag, uh, the Jaguar mascot was actually one of the guys from um, Private Party knocked him up knocked him over and then they started Dude, wailing on him this is my favorite part when matt hardy <laughs> matt hardy goes what? he just goes beat him isaiah <laughs> <laughs> you almost then, don't catch it but it was great i loved it it's a beat him isaiah then the hybrid two join in and then guess who comes he offers he offers a hybrid two thirty five hundred dollars yes thirty five hundred dollars thirty five hundred dollars to beat up hangman page i was like that's the just like the get him Isaiah, like he just throw those little quips in there, which is so masterful. I love Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, anyway, so guess who comes to save the day? Not, not, not the elite. No, no, he's done with them. None other than the people who have captured our heart and hopefully Makito's too. In the Dark Order. It just was a thing of beauty. And I don't know if you guys noticed. I, I noticed this small detail. Negative One had a new mask. I absolutely noticed it. I almost tweeted it on the on the, uh, on a, the uh, Toast Podcast live Twitter or because I, was, I, I understand, you know, whatever. But it just drove me crazy that he had this mask that didn't fit him. It's like, okay, someone <laughs> get this kid a mask that fits him. And now, because Preston Vance is his favorite. So he's got this similar style with the, the white mask with the letters over the eyes. So he's got one eye that's like a slash, a dash for the negative. The other eye has the one going up and down. So much better. Kid looks good now. That other mask just was too damn big for his head. I couldn't agree more with that statement. Yeah, it looks like um, uh, what's what's his name, uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot. It looked like his mask in the uh, All Hope Is Gone album. It kind of reminded <laughs> me of that. It's like it's like Nick trying to wear a normal size condom. Oh, I don't, I don't even wow. know what that means. Wow. <laughs> I'll just take it as disrespect. I don't know what you said to me. So I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> but it, I, I, it was great because, too, if you've watched Being the Elite, which, by the way, if, if you guys, anybody listening and you're in the AW, you don't watch Being the Elite, what, get, on, get on the ball, get on the wagon here because that skit internet show has become so tied into official, like, canon. It's fantastic. There was this thing going for the last two weeks that uh, Five – had been answering the emails, and I'm still waiting for my email. Five, goddammit. it! Same you know, here. Same I have not. You haven't. You haven't got your email. Nope. I sent that in months ago. Anyway, so he started answering emails. He's like, we got like four hundred thousand emails here, and they're like blowing him off because it's five. You know, fuck five, right? Yeah. So uh, this past week, though, he said he found the Adam Page email, and 
and read it off. And the moral of the story, and that's you go watch go watch Being the Elite on YouTube, you know. But the moral of the story was that they're going to be now these people that take everybody who are in darkness and give them order. That's the purpose of Dark Order. So for one, that's how they justify being face from mm. a creative standpoint, if you would. And for two, it gives them this newfound push to go back after Adam Page, and I love that continuity. I love the throwback to the, the papers in the, the jacket. It was all good. Yeah, I, 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 my favorite part, one of my favorite parts, was Adam Hangman Page's face when he saw the Dark Order. I think he sold it like, like I love you guys. Like, he had the I love you guys smile on his face. Like, yeah. And then one of the big pieces of it, too, I forgot to mention this, was Five and, and Matt Hardy in the ring, mono a mano, and five was taking yeah. off his jacket like, I'm going to fuck you up, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, he didn't because <laughs> he's five, but, five. <laughs> you know, but, like, Fucking he was five. fighting for his man's honor, like, he's, he's, he's got a big man crush on, on, I can see five getting a push in the next couple of years, for real, he's, he's, he's very talented, if you go back and watch some of his uh, pre-AEW stuff, you know, his, his indie stuff, I mean, he's got, he's got good skill, he's more of a high flyer, uh, he's, he's not, even now, he's not completely polished. He's still got some work to do to kind of get there. But I think I, he's got the potential to be, you know, upper tier. I don't know if he's like could be like a top top guy up there with like MJF and Sammy Guevara, you know, for the long run. Mm-hmm. But I think he could be close. He could be right below it. I mean, hey, like he could be that second tier, like the Intercontinental Champion tier level. Right. I'm, I'm trying t- to think of what the analogy TNT. would be back um, from the Attitude days, like a. Well, I guess it would be Jericho who it would have been back oh, in those days. Jericho is top tier. You take that back right now. Well, compared to uh, where they had him booked, though, eh, not so much. He's more Edge. There you go. Although Edge is booked about the exact same places as Jericho, so my argument still is valid. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I refuse. All to that see aside. It. We're 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 getting we're getting we're getting too far off topic. Yeah, I, we, we both agree. Yes. Okay. And Nick Nick agrees too. He's just not chiming in here. For I do agree. Reason. No, okay. I was I was letting you guys take it. Dynamite drop in. I thought you were up. I thought you were. See, this is why I was hanging shit. back. This know. is why I was hanging back. I was trying to spare you from a moment such as that. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Go on. So the next match. It was a damn good match, um, and the problem. This is a sad thing about this match. It was a really good match, and I have the thoughts of, oh man, what what it could have been. This was the f- opening round match of the women's title eliminator tournament. It's too damn long. Yes. Too damn long. The women's championship <laughs> tournament um, with Serena D versus Riho. So. Um, I did not say a boom, 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 but, um, <laughs> but, uh, Serena D has been nursing along a bum left knee, like really bad. Uh, the, the internet, it was all over it, but previously some of the dirt sheets have talked about, like, it's pretty bad. Like she had to wear a knee brace, everything. So her mobility wasn't fully there and they actually gave her breaks during it. Uh, during the match, if you watch like Rio just went over the, uh, outside and then she went over to the corner to the dock to have the doc talk to her about better knee and everything so she was fairly limited but it was a technical just dream 
another one of those just excellence of execution style matches that we've talked about. Like it was a, a thing of beauty. It was great to see Riho, honestly. Like I mm-hmm. when she was first around, I was like, You guys eh. like Riho? Well here's yeah. So I'm gonna Well Yeah. yeah. Because at first, because at first I didn't. At first I'm like, who the We're hell is this like 93 pound 12 year old girl like like who's who beat Nyla Rose? Like who's this lady? Mm. Like who's this? Yeah, like she looked like she was itty bitty. Like it looks like my my 15 year old daughter could kick her ass, which obviously that's not the case. But then she comes back. She came back, and I was excited to see her back. Like I didn't know what I had until it's gone. Like the old 80s song. You know, um, who's, who's saying that? It was a uh, uh, white snake hippie girl. Skin. No, it was it was a hair band. You don't know what you got till it's gone. oh, no, uh, talking, Cinderella. Jay, Nick's talking about the original one that yeah. came out like in the seven, like the Joni Mitchell's. But Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, she <laughs> came back. I agree with you. I I <laughs> think that here's my thing with her is that. I like her, but she is definitely one that she's got to be paired up. Like Jamie said. Dude, uh, she smashed herself with her own suplex in this match last night. Oh, I I know. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. she she destroyed herself. Like, she... <laughs> well, but she also how much she wrestled in the past eleven months? She hasn't wrestled at all in AEW. She wrestled very little in Japan. I can't speak to that. I don't know, but I like Riho. In she's one of those that it can't if she's matched up fine. If she matched up well, it could be a good match. She had that. She had a couple like because uh, I remember remember back in the beginning when when Dynamite was kind of first getting its traction after after its you know launch and all that they just they used to do like triple threats and and, and fatal four ways for the women's division for like the first like couple months and she actually did really well in some of those because the focus wasn't solely on her like her versus Nyla Rose was just oh god you just you can't you don't buy it you just don't believe it you know when. It's so hard to put over somebody that small. The only one that's ever really been successful was Rey Mysterio that I can think of. I can't think of any other one that has been successful and convincing, you know, of small person, smaller stature person, smaller size person getting over. I think that she paired up well enough with Serena that it was it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not she seems like a nice person. I don't mean to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to bring her down. You just do that. It's just... not you. It's me to Riho. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you know what? The, all right. So not to not to make a whole thing of it, but she was the first person last night that did something that everybody else in succession did. And maybe it was just one of those things that I picked out. And once you notice it, it just stands out from that point forward. And I hate the crossbody. I can't stand <laughs> it. I hate it so much because, number one, there's no impact to it whatsoever. You're basically sitting there. One person's going to stand in one spot looking dumb, waiting for the other person to climb to the top rope. And then they're just going to catch him and fall backwards. It's awful. Don't do it. I'm so, I hate that move. I hate it so much. And Rio did it. The Butcher did it. I mean, can you imagine the Butcher doing a crossbody? But he did. And he did it. Uh, Ray Phoenix did it. Lance Archer did it. Io Shirai did it the other night. Take I, hate over, the, yeah. I hate the crossbody. I don't like it. Okay. That's, I, 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 I digress. 
I, that's yeah. That's, that's a take I didn't know I'd have to discuss. Okay. It's because you guys know that you agree with me. That's why you don't know what to say. Well, you feel like you, you feel like you no. should say something, but you know I I'm don't right. know because it's like it's like it's like it's like saying it's like well I don't like headlocks. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those. It's not like a finisher for any real wrestler, so it's just it's just a move. It's 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 a move. It's a part of the Whatever. repertoire, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, I oh whatever. I get you. You guys enjoy your ride on the Rio train. I, I okay. I'm not. I'm not a number one <laughs> Rio fan. Okay, but I say I generally think that she's she can be good, but she's got to be paired up well. Is my thing. So so okay. So let's just let's just do this real quick. Rio wins. Um, in a weird rolling like they kept trying to pin each other thing and it actually worked and she got the count of three so Rio will face Thunder Rosa now that is a good pairing for her now will she face Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa pair yeah. anybody she is masterful so that's okay so that's my thing and we'll talk about this you know in the other segment when we can talk about the women's tournament but man I I'm I'm looking forward to this because there Thunder Rosa can do any style she can work with anybody um, you know, and Riho, she is not bad, but she's not one to carry a match. To your point, Thunder Rosa can. Like Thunder Rosa is oh, on a yeah. different level than than ninety percent. But you know, technically, it was a beautiful match. It had an awesome cross body dick. Um, oh, I mean, Nick, <laughs> it had a cross body dick. That's a weird thing to have in a women's match. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a crossbody from the top rope. Like I even have that written down in my notes, which I think is funny. Oh, you do? Oh, did you really? That's hilarious. I wasn't even talking about. (laughs) Anyway, it was it was a good match. I really think it would have been a better match if Serena D was fully healthy, because I think then they could have really been at it. Um, But still, it was up there for match of the night. I would not. I'm not going to give it the match of the night nod in my opinion yet. Uh, because we have some other bangers that are coming up. Any final thoughts on this match before we move on? Nah. Nope. Okay. You said it. Cool. So, moving on, um, we have a filler match, kind of. This is a weird match of Orange Cassidy versus Luther. Yeah. I. I this would have been. This would have been the time that to go. Go and uh, you know heat up your heat up your spaghetti and get a beer. You know it's, it's like okay, sure. I, I I don't know. I don't hate Luther, but I, ha, ha, most of the matches he's in just feel like they're, they're just there to eat time up. You know. Yeah, he's the Brooklyn. So, there were two. There were two cool things that I liked about this match. As brief as it was, I liked um, Chuck Taylor's awful waffle on uh, Serpenico. That was, was cool. good. That was cool. Yeah, uh, and Orange Cassidy powerbombing Luther. You could tell it was it hurt his back to do it, but he pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I mean those two things. I think I think those were the only things that you could talk about for yeah. the whole match. It's, it's not. It's not. It's, there's no feud with it. There's no long. It it just was a match. And yeah. if you're if you're wondering who won this match, you don't watch AEW. So <laughs> so Orange Cassidy won. Um, I mean, I think the highlight of the match is Justin Roberts. You know, just introducing him. You know, <laughs> weighing whatever, whatever. from <laughs> wherever. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus. Like I think that's it. Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it sucked. Like, let's just call it for what it is. I felt like I was watching Raw for a hot second because it's that kind well, of match. And 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 I think this is the first indication. Like, like this was really weird. It was really out there. Um, they didn't really address too much about this, but both shows, NXT and uh, AEW, were affected by the the, the 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 deep freeze, the snow and the ice, because Orange Cassidy and Trent are in a feud with you, Miro. Where's Miro live? Nashville, Tennessee. What happened in Nashville? About eight inches of snow. So, you know, there were others that were stuck in Texas. Systems. So I think that this match was out of a necessity thing. It's like, oh, crap, we got to have somebody go up there. Who's here? You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Luther, you're, you're, going, you're going with Cassidy tonight. I think that's what it was because it made no sense theme, thematically, you know? So, so I do know. Nice segue, though, because... Team Taz comes out, and Taz actually is the only person who addressed it. Only one. For both shows, he's the only one who actually legitimately like specified Yeah, because he made fun of, of Sting, because Sting came out with his snow, and he's like, yeah, you brought your snow out to Texas, and that's why you know Starks can't be here, Starks and Hobbs can't be here, it's just me <laughs> and Brian Cage, blah, 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 like, you know, in total Taz fashion. I love Taz. It was just... Cage and Hook. I think that was the only two that were there with him. Um, yeah. So anyway, they have this little quick squabble. Um, Sting comes out, and he's like, you're nothing without your bat, Sting. Blah, blah, blah. So Sting drops his bat. He takes off his jacket, and then he punches Brian Cage in the face. And they start fighting a little bit, and then Hook hit uh, strangles Sting with his, with his bat, and then... Next thing you know, he gets punched and kicked a few times by Brian Cage. And Brian Cage sets him up for a massive, and when I say massive, I mean massive fucking power bomb. And it looked like it hurt. Like there's memes and everything out there of Sting's face. His eyes are cross-eyed. Like it is a thing of beauty. Like it looked like it really hurt. Like legit. He's, he's sitting there thinking, like I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. He He's totally did go for tall. <laughs> Dude, all, I heard, all I heard was Simon and Garfunkel. It's like, hello, darkness smiled. <laughs> oh. That's all I heard. Well, that's, that's getting morbid over there. <laughs> as long as he didn't go with the disturbed version. But he actually good. did something. Sting actually did something, then just stand there and say nothing. First he stood there, said nothing, and then actually fought a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, he did something. His first you bump. Think somebody had to twist his arm to get him to? Yeah. I mean. Do what? You think somebody twisted his arm? Sting, look, dude. No. I mean, you got to do no, something tonight. I don't think so. I think that. I guess it was always the intention. It just, kind of, it just. I, I don't know. I can't. Who knows? I, I'm not in that writer's room. But I'm just happy he actually did something finally because I've been. The whole come out, stand there, say a word, and then leave. It's just like, oh, it's cool for a week or two. But Jesus Christ, do something. So at least he did something. Yeah. You know? Super slow burn. Yeah. So now we come up to arguably match of the night. Like we have two left and this one definitely is, is up there mm-hmm. is for the AEW tag team championship. And that is the young bucks versus proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz of the Finally. inner circle. These guys have not wrestled by themselves in months and it is a disgrace. They are so goddamn good. It is their just first shot ridiculous. At, the, at the titles. Yeah, first shot since they've been there for what? 18 months? Yeah, ridiculous. So this is a hell of a match. 
I, I there's nothing I can say otherwise. Nick, did you happen to get a chance to watch this? There were a couple cross bodies, so I, I a few. Well, <laughs> there were, there were. These guys, um, I, I knew as soon as the match was billed that it was going to be the match of the night when you get those four guys in there together, and it delivered. I wasn't disappointed at all. Um, it was fantastic. Love Santana and Ortiz. They are definitely overdue. Um, and the Young Bucks, man, they they always deliver, always. So fantastic match. I agree. It was the match of the night for me. So I would put it right up there. You know, it's I think it's right with within the match we're talk about after this. It is real close, but it's I mean that some of the moves in this if you we've long said and everybody on the internet agrees is if you like tag team wrestling, AEW is the show that you watch because this is prime example of it. Just an abundance of awesomeness and like like a a ridiculously monster doomsday device by the young bucks and just some of the spots that both teams were doing and i appreciate how they threw the the rest of the dark uh, the dark order rest of the uh, inner circle out pretty quickly because mjf's (laughs) gonna sneakily go in the corner and punch you know nick jackson in the face and you know uh, referee catches him right away and throws everybody out so i appreciate that because much like the gargano match at takeover it's nice to have it clean because these four can shine when there's nothing no other noise going on yeah you don't get clean matches anyplace else it's so refreshing very rare so So, refreshing so two things two things one thing that happened and one thing that didn't happen i want to talk about one was the obvious mjf getting caught so they had to get thrown out Mm -hmm. that was a thousand percent obvious i love mjf he sold it jericho sold it it was great um that happened, and that really that even the playing field, and I love that. The thing that didn't happen that kind of pissed me off. Where's Tiger yeah. Style? Oh, he hasn't yeah. done that. I was looking. He, for th- that he hasn't too. done that in months. I love his Tiger Style. That shit cracks me I up every too. time I see it. I did too. Because I'm just right there but, with him, like <sighs> you know. <laughs> but Dude, I, the only I, place I, you see it's his profile now. Well, I think though what's what's awesome about Ortiz is that because. That kind of fits like he does like different variations of his character. So if his character's being more comical, he does the tiger style. If he's being more hardcore, more like street, he doesn't. And he does more he he can he adapts his moveset and in and and the persona around that in the ring and around the ring based on if he's gonna be hard or not. And I'm just like, that's 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 the sign of a, a quality worker right there on a wrestling company that he can be he, he it's not just you know the words and the action like for example Lance Archer love him to death he's the exact same guy whether he's being the the nice monster or the evil monster exact same <laughs> very little changes in him which is I which is fine. I love Lance Archer to death and mm-hmm. actually I like him better as a quote unquote face because you know whatever but. Ortiz is that's the that's the, that's one of the things that I appreciate about him so much uh, is that he can he 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 not only does it but he manipulates it so he won't do tiger style if he's being like like the super heel but if he's being the more comical heel he'll pull it out that's also when he does like the the big like Ric Flair like flop over like the he doesn't do that like he didn't do that when he's like this you know it's it's he so he's I very I, versatile but I get where you're coming from Judge Jamie I do love Tiger style. Yeah, I just I just wish I saw it. That's all. No, I know. Always. Like a lion tamer. It's, you always want to see it. 
Well, it's not lion tamer, lion tamer level yet, but it, it's getting there. Like guys, tiger style. It might come out one of these okay. days. Oh, got me all amped up about it. Um, all right, so a couple big moves. I do want to talk about this. Um, Santana hitting that Falcon Arrow off of the top rope. Like mm, that. Yeah. One, that's ballsy as hell because that could not end well. And then two, <laughs> it looked beautiful. Like. There's nothing better than a top rope move. Just like Kushida's, you know, Spanish fly into an arm bar. This is just as sexy. I, I just love this kind of stuff. A top rope falcon arrow. Like, Kushida couldn't do it, and that's her finisher. <laughs> you know? Right. Or not Kushida. I mean, uh, Cairo Shida. Jesus. Two Shidas. Um, you know, then they had, they hit the street sweeper. Um, Santana Ortiz did, and they got broke up at the last second by Matt jumping over the ref. I love that part. Like he, mm-hmm. this showed how much he wanted it, and that just had great storytelling. He's willing to go through the ref in order to get it. Um, well, it it ends up with the Young Bucks retaining, and I'm okay with that for now. But I want this match again, and I want it in. I want the titles to switch hands, but the problem is, is they have FTR, they have all these other big heavyweights, and I feel like these guys are going to get pushed back down for no reason. It's an abundance of riches. The best thing that really, the best thing they could do is do like, like, like Attitude Era S. Like titles are changing hands all the time. Yeah, like every Wednesday. Like bam, 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 <laughs> bam, bam. Which, which some people might find annoying, but if you do. If, do it for a short period of time and you know you have like little spurts of that what's what's the harm give give somebody like like a three-week push oh god now i feel like wwe all of a sudden uh, but like a two or three weeks with the title switch it to another person have them lose it the next night you know like let's just mix it up let's let's play with it so 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 you're telling me you're telling me this is oh, what we god need to be fucking it. doing we need to like just have santana and ortiz win it off of like a small package where they maybe grab the tights a little bit, you know, so it's not necessarily fully clean. And then they have it for like three weeks because, you know, they don't have as many, we don't have as many pay-per-views for these guys. And then maybe we'll just have somebody else just take it off of them, you know, fair and square, or they get cheated too. And it's just a whole bunch of cheating going on. Yeah. You just look for ways to bring Bruce Pritchett in. I think I think you secretly do like Bruce Pritchett, and that's the whole point of this, is well, that it's well, all here, front. Here's the thing. You went there before I did, for well, the record. It's not, it's, not, it's not an exclusive idea to Bruce Pritchett. I mean, they did this in TNA. They did this. It's happened to all sorts of other types of promotions. Well, Bruce Pritchett's been around the block for a hot minute. He wasn't solely mm-hmm. WWE. I'm not giving him the benefit of creating every gimmick that's ever been created. I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of destroying every gimmick. That's exactly what I'm going to fucking do. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Uh, so I, I will say one last thing about this match before you go forward is that I felt like the very ending was a little bit underwhelming, depending, which is not bad, really, when you consider that all stuff going on there. He ran by a back roll-up. Mm-hmm. It was kind of it was like oh that's how you end it but it was it's it's kind of refreshing almost that you have that every once in a while to bring the levity down. You don't need to have the Metzger driver every single time be the ending for a Bucks match. You can have something else. So- yeah, and I, I think I think that's also additional storytelling in my opinion. And Nick, I want to hear your opinion on this, but I think I think it also speaks a lot to Santana Ortiz that you don't want to crush them with hitting it. Like, oh, it's over. Like, you want to make it seem like you barely slipped past them by doing something unconventional. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. And then, of course, you know, um, Inner Circle came out back again right at that moment to kind of to do to do that very thing. But um, I think I think Santana and Ortiz are due. I give it maybe a month, month and a half, and they'll be uh, wearing those belts. They're due. I would love it, but they got to get through FTR first. But FTR is feuding with uh, Jurassic Express, which I think is it's pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Well, we know that at Revolution, uh, Jericho and MJF, like it or not, they're getting their shot at the Young Bucks. So after that's done, however it comes out, I think that you would have uh, um, Santana Ortiz right there in the mix. FTR will be fit, should be wrapping up with their you know uh, Jurassic Express feud and bring the Dark Order back into it. Bring Uno and Grayson, and you could have basically like a five team just free for all kind of you know f- interfighting amongst them themselves for the next couple of months and on the pay per view have a big blow off match like, like a four team ladder match for the tag titles or something stupid. Oh, then you have to have Ray, <laughs> then you have to have Ray Phoenix and and uh, Pentagon Junior in it. Lucha Brothers. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Oh. We're getting too far ahead of ourselves, I think. But yes. Oh God. Getting my nipples hard thinking about stuff like that. Man. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I agree. I don't think they're out of it. <laughs> how, how do we always come back to nipples? What, what is that? I mean, they're they're accessible and they get hard when it's cold and exciting things happen. It's just it's what okay. they do. Well, I mean, I could talk about other things, but we're PG thirteen. No, I pre- please. We passed that. Oh, fair, fair. <laughs> we passed that Nick's condom ago. Come on. Yeah. We each have about? our barometer, you know. <laughs> All right. So I don't, I don't want to hear about Nick's barometer. Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> so the next match, um, near and dear to our hearts, at least I hope, um, Matt and Mike Seidel versus FTR. FTR is back after their two week suspension of what they did to Luchasaurus and then kidnapping Marco Stunt. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got to say, it's funny that, you know, they only got an extra week tapped on for physically kidnapping a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like, you get property damage for someone's mask. Okay, it's equal to kidnapping a person. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so... Matt and Mike come out. Mike Seidel is, uh, like we've talked about before, we're fans because of Enlightenment. Uh, his tag team that we've seen him with at Journey Pro KC, hashtag bring you guys back. We, we we love Journey Pro. We need you back in our love, lives. I need love to yell. Some Journey Pro. Yes, I need to see the besties in the world. I need like I need you in my life. I need Gary fucking J. I need Gary J. Gary? Gary fucking J. Oh. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, digressing hardcore. Um so this match was not a very long match, unfortunately. It did seem a little chaotic, everything like that. Um, FTR did end up beating the Seidels. Um, one of the big highlights for me was Mike Seidel hitting a um, moonsault from the uh, the top of the ropes onto the uh, I can't, the, the floor, the outside. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just can't get it out. Um, words, yeah, words are hard. Um, so that was one of the big highlights of that. But overall, I mean, it was just meh. Um, it was a squash match, but I felt the Seidel showed good. You know, yeah. 
I mean, I, I like them together, and apparently they did this before because I wasn't aware that they were brothers. I never knew that. It's just the guy that I never, you know, from Journey Pro, and then it's like, oh, that's that's his brother. Oh, okay. Oh, they used to actually tag together for years, so that makes sense. And it gives it gives Matt Seidel something to do too because he. When they brought him in, it was supposed to be a bigger signing, and because of his flop on the Battle Royal, where he slipped trying to do the Shooting Star Press on the entrance to the Battle Royal, yes. his like introduction to AEW was just terrible from the start, and he's never been able to get out from under it. So this gives him something. Once again, it is a it is just a battle of the riches. That's not the right to coin a phrase, but you know what I mean. It's just yeah. like another tag team that... And they looked good, though. I mean, they looked good together, so it was a squash, but whatever. So, after the match, um, FTR go take the <laughs> the first aid bag, get the scissors for cutting tape out, which, if you ever try to cut hair with those, good luck. Um, but they try to cut Mike Seidel's hair with it, and then Lucha Express comes out. So Lucha Express clears the floor, everything like that. Um, you know, they, they do some some pretty good stuff in there. Um, Luchasaurus looked jacked, again, like always. Like, I love me some Luchasaurus. At first, I was like, what the hell is the guy wearing a dinosaur mask? And then <laughs> just like everybody in the entire world fell in love with the guy because he could move for a big dude. Um, We're going to have to at some point in time do like a do, – do just a whole episode just as a, a throwback to like – like moments of maybe maybe it gets close to the, the two year anniversary. Talk about some of the best moments. Like cause the forming of the Jurassic Express was fantastic. How it happened, when it happened, mm-hmm. it was completely out of the blue in the middle of about. We'll have to talk about that sometime. Like maybe we will get close to the two year anniversary. You know. Yeah. So they clear it, and everybody, all the fans and everything, were doing the Jungle Boy theme um which is the tarzan boy song for those who don't know so good um so yeah the match kind of sucked um but the ending was good and the sidels they did kind of show out which i i appreciated but again it was just to make ftr look strong that's all it was Mm -hmm. and then they're setting up ftr versus jurassic express i'm assuming at revolution um, that would make the most sense, at least in my opinion. Um, next week, though, we are going to get Jurassic Express against FTR with Tully Blanchard. That's right, ladies oh. and gentlemen. <sighs> the geriatric Tully Blanchard is going to wrestle. You'd figure that they would use somebody else from Tully Blanchard's stable. Um, oh, man. Who is that? I think he says something about 10, 10, 10. Whatever happened to that guy? Don't get me started on that. I I don't know. I I am just baffled that Spears is not even Barry. He's just absent. We don't even know. He is one hundred percent gone. Don't even know where he is. I think he might just be enjoying life as Peyton Royce's husband. Well, I I would enjoy that very much too if I was Peyton Royce's husband, no doubt. I mean, maybe that's his motivation right now. Like, whatever you want, Peyton, you're the bigger star. Let's, I'll do what you need. You don't know. I don't know. I would, I would show for her. I would, yeah, but for sure. But I don't know. It just and and we don't. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. Like, I don't know if he's injured. Like for real, injured? Maybe. I mean, Mm. I don't think so. Think Um, he's on the lam? I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> maybe. Maybe his wrestling school with Tyler Breeze is not going so well, and they had to, like, hold up. I mean, because that's because Tyler Breeze has been absent everywhere except for, you know, like, up, up, down, down. So he may, maybe maybe they robbed the bank to pay for their wrestling school. I don't know. I'm starting bad rumors now. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, anyway... Um, Tully Blanchard and, and Jurassic Express. So it's not going to be just Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. We're, we are going to get their Flavor Flav hype man, Marco Stunt. <laughs> um, if anybody follows us on Twitter, you probably saw that. I said, uh, or we said, sorry, uh, Marco Stunt is to uh, Jurassic Express as Flavor Flav is the public enemy. Like, they're both hype men. That's that's what they do. They, they have their little moments but eventually, Marco's son's going to end up on a dating show and going out with some girl named New York. This is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Marco of love. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stunt love or st- st- oh. stunt cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's two weeks in a row we've had an orgasmo reference. We are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's all stunt Greek cock. to me. Got to... <laughs> All right. DVDA. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of their band. Um anyway, so moving on swiftly, even though I started it, um to the the main event of the night. And it was a good match. I again, very close to match of the night with the Young Bucks and Santana Ortiz. This was John Moxley, Lance Archer and one half of the Lucha Bros and Ray Phoenix. Versus the king himself, Eddie Kingston, and Butcher and the Blade with Bunny. It was it was a damn good match again. Like it, it was, was solid. It wasn't very long though. Like compared no, to what wasn't. they've been doing with those guys, it was not near as long. But it was brutal. Like it had some yeah. stiff <laughs> ass shots. It was just ooh. Um, again, not very long, but. It's not the story. Man, Moxley cracked Butcher in the temple with an elbow, man. Yeah. <laughs> he cracked him good. And how was- about Archer taking... So, Archer and Phoenix pl- played unben- surprisingly well to, uh, together. I could not... I just That was to me like that. I, I, I didn't know these two could function this well together. Uh, so... Archer was uh, had thrown the butcher and the blade outside, and Ray Phoenix was go- and he's at the ropes, and Ray Phoenix was going up to the top rope, and he's like yelling over at him and tells him to come over here. So he gets off the rope, goes over to Archer. Archer grabs him, choke slams him over the ropes. He does like a one half, like like a full rotation spin, cross body over both of them outside. <laughs> Nick was it less was, than pleased. Nick was less than pleased, but yeah, I just love I didn't it. Appreciate it at all. But there's another time too. So like, like Archer was then trying to like power bomb somebody or do like something off the top rope with one of them, and the other one, like I think Blade was coming up uh, from the, the the side from down below up to the apron, and here comes here comes Phoenix walks across the ropes and somehow jumps a, like like a, like 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 a curveball around Archer to to knock off the Blade. It's just Ray Phoenix is not He's human. A- He's the truth, man. He's God. the truth. Gravity defying. Seriously. Like, well put. He's the truth. Like, I, he had some spots in there, and he's had some spots lately. Like, his athleticism oh is off the 
blessed charts. When he's fully mm. healthy, he's there's no, there's not a better showman. I don't think it's hard be hard pressed for you to put him up there with any other showman in wrestling in the world because he is so good. Yeah, and then when he's paired with his brother, mm-hmm. I mean. To his own right, Pentagon is a hell of a showman too. Like, Pentagon still got it. I mean, he's got a couple more years. He's a couple. He's a couple years older than Phoenix. Yeah, so he's got a little bit more, a little bit more wear and tear on him. Not much though. But he's got the charisma. Health, he's got. Yeah, he. That's definitely. the difference. I think. I think a little bit more athleticism towards Ray, more charisma towards Pentagon. Well, but Pentagon's yeah. a little bit harder too, so he's a little bit more the bruiser of the two. You know, they're they're both just ridiculous flyers, but but definitely, you know, Pentagon's got more of that X division or, or you know, the cruiserweight style or like the the high flyer, the luchador, you know. Whereas they Pentagon has that, but he's a little bit bigger, so he's got a little bit more ground and pound and can mm. and can duke it out. And his when they do when they do like the slap offs, like the chest slap offs. Mm. Oh my god. It's, <laughs> So stiff. <laughs> oh God. So speaking of stiff shots of the night, um Eddie Kingston hits a back fist of the future on Moxley's face and it connected. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if everybody saw that. I was like, oh shit, is he gonna drop? <laughs> like his hit was like pop right in the mouth. It's like his head moved and everything. I'm like, ooh. And that turned right into a paradigm shift to give Moxley, Archer, and Phoenix the win. Um, again, g- g- it was a kick-ass match. I enjoyed it, but um, the ending was bigger than this because right after this, <sighs> the Good Brothers from Impact show up again, Once and again. they start beating the hell out of Moxley, um, and everybody else is fighting amongst themselves. And then here comes uh, Don Callis and. Mr. Kenny Omega with his shiny boots. Like I've never seen a a, a pair of boots so shiny in my life. Um, <laughs> so he comes out, hits him with a V trigger. Um, he hits him with two of them. And then, you know, he's like, Oh, you know, I, I'm going to kick your ass. And I got this, this contract saying that we have a rematch, you know, Tony Khan did this, you know, so revolution, you and I are going to go at it, but guess what? I get to pick the match. I get to pick the match. And I'm like, Oh, great. I'm like, Iron Man match is the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, fucking Iron Man match. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, then he just threw me for a loop. I was at first, I was like, what did he say? because <laughs> it was an exploding he built it great yeah exploding barbed wire death match which i didn't think i would see on a major promotion in 2021 let's be honest and in american soil mm-hmm. well they've come close before i mean tna had those barbed wire massacres which were, weren't exploding but it pretty much was the same sort of thing mm-hmm. so and there's been a couple of them out there you know close to that but yeah what the fuck it's gonna be amazing it's so, going to be electrifying <laughs> uh, yeah so so for those of you who have never looked uh, up or know what an exploding barbed wire death match is one google it it's worth a google but be very careful with how you type it um and then two <laughs> two it's it's pyros connected to the 
ropes, which are now barbed wire. That's, that's mm-hmm. the easiest way I can that's, explain that, it. That's the foundation you got to lay out there, the barbed yeah, wire. Yeah, the, the ropes are now barbed wire. Like, not, it's not wrapped three, in barbed it's wire. Not, it's, it's not three str- yeah. yeah. Not three strands of barbed wire, either. Don't think it's that, guys. No, it's it's like it's like a spider web, basically, yeah. of of a ton of barbed wire. There's no running a co- the ropes. A cacophony of barbed wire. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yes. that's a sexy yes. word. There's your big word, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Suck yeah. on that. Crossbody. Uh, cacophony. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, of course, the very first thing I did as soon as I heard that, I ran to Twitter and I looked up what Renee Paquette had to say about it. <laughs> and she just put out the meme of, I forgot who it is. This is just like a mean mug face. Like, you gotta be, like it had the, you gotta be I think be it was fucking. Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah, it's like right. the, you gotta be fucking kidding me look. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I felt bad for her. Because it's like, she married a guy with a screw loose. Maybe he's a little bit, you know, a fringe lunatic, if you will. Um, oh, going down there, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I, the good thing, I, 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 I'm not the biggest, I mean, I literally was sitting there in my head, I was like, holy shit, we turned into CZW all of a sudden. If you don't know what CZW is, it's, it's all deathmatch stuff. It, Google that too, and you'll some of that stuff is make make you make you cringe, you know, depending on your your stomach uh, straight fortitude. But uh, you know what's what's interesting about these matches, and it's not it's not my biggest cup of tea. I can get in a deathmatch a little bit every now and then, uh, but it's just kind of like the extras that are built around it. Like generally speaking, especially the Japanese ones, which is where it kind of originated from. They have this, the ref, the ref is in this kind of like, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It, it, It's some sort of like grounded suit. They look like they're out of like, like space out of 2001 or something. It's like this big, like silverish suit or so, because the, the, the people who operate a Tesla coil, that's what it is. So that they, so they don't get shocked or whatever. It's all for show. There's generally uh barbed wire covered, uh, plywood and barbed wire wrapped bats which also have explosions on it so it's it is a show of a match and i i really want to see how they do this because like i said i can't believe we're seeing this in america in 2021 let's go yeah it's gonna be amazing it'll be the best thing since the last time we saw kenny omega fall into a bed of barbed wire (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, yeah we watched that together and i still remember that, like all of us were kind of quiet because it just like <laughs> it, it was it looked like it was it was like just uncomfortably uncomfortable yeah we, we i can't remember what did they suplex each other into it or something like that yeah yeah it was a superplex off of the stage onto the like bed of barbed wire yeah, yeah i still remember that vividly because that i mean we get rowdy usually when when AEW pay per views come on because it's it's a total spot fest plug. Um, but you know it's uh, <laughs> it's so good. I still remember how just cringy that match was, just because it just was so brutal and so hardcore. Like you felt everything, and it was just tough to watch. It ended up being one of those tough to watch matches, not because it sucked. It's just because it was just like. Ugh, one thing after another, it's like, Ugh, yeah, Ugh, that hurts. Well, it's like one of one. It's like one of Nick's favorite Sabu. Like some of his matches, mm-hmm. Nick has it as his background. You guys can't see this, but we're on Zoom here. He's got it as a background. Uh, some of his matches, especially when he got up there, like when he got like later on, and 
and then when he was in TNA for a hot minute, because he 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 still he had no business still wrestling, but he's physically he's in shape enough to do it. But some of the stuff he would do, you're just like, oh god, oh, <laughs> I, I feel guilty watching this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like I talked about, they they tried this in TNA back in the day. They did the first barbed wire massacre. I think the first one was him and Abyss. It might have been the second one. Abyss was in both of the first two, but uh, it was him and an Abyss in one of the barbed wire massacres. And I think I, I I remember one of them. They couldn't even show on the regular pay per view. They had to like tape it after everybody left the arena <laughs> because there was so much blood and it was just ridiculous miss. But even at that, you watch some of his stuff and you're just like. Oh my God, I feel guilty watching this. This is not right. That's like, how that moment felt with Omega last time. It was just like, oh God. Like you're exploiting yourself, man. You don't have to do this. <laughs> like, that's too much. That's too far. Yeah, you got you got too far. All right. So that was AEW. Um, they did make an announcement for the women's tournament of Monday. They're gonna be on YouTube. We'll go over that. Um, after we, we cover, um, NXT, but, uh, final thoughts, guys, um, Nick, what was your match of the night? And was there anything that grabbed you in addition to that? Uh, it was a good night. Uh, young bucks, Santana and Ortiz was, uh, was my favorite. And, um, it actually surprised me cause I expected the final match, uh, to be my favorite, mm-hmm. but, um, no, they, it was, it was the cleanest. I don't mind. I don't mind a botch here or there by any means, especially when you're doing really risky acrobatic stuff. I mean, it comes with it. But um, Young Buck Santana Ortiz was the cleanest all the way through. And uh, keyword being clean, they, as Jamie correctly pointed out, they let them wrestle a clean match. Uh, Inner Circle really didn't interfere. They were in the periphery for a couple of seconds at the beginning and at the end. Um, So we got what we wanted what we deserved as fans. Nice. JJ. Okay. Uh, match of the night, same for me. Young Buck Santana Ortiz. Uh, I'm with, um, I, I echo Nick's thoughts. Uh, I, I see Phoenix and I'm like, that's going to be the bomb, but it was, it was great. It was, it was great, but by far the best match of the night was young Buck Santana Ortiz. Um, this one observation I had about a, a dynamite this week is that, it's starting to really get into that pattern of a typical wrestling show on par with the uh, with the, the WWE and NXT shows. Uh, I made mention of this last week, I think, about the promos. They're not just jam-packing a match, 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 match. That's really what Dark's for, you know? Mm-hmm. Just a, a, a shitload of matches. So they had lots of promos mixed in there. I mean, they had one where it was Jade and Shaq. They were training for mm-hmm. the Cody match. By training meant they were playing basketball, which I don't fucking like, That makes no sense. <laughs> just, just stupid. Uh, you know, and then another little spot there, a cool spot, like Cody and, and Brandy revealed the gender of their girl. Legit revealed for... For the first time so that was cool um but the, you know they, had, they they've got this good kind of they they found that typical correct balance which is interesting that it's about the same as nxt the amount of promos versus matches now six matches same as the number of matches from nxt coming up so it's just interesting yeah well said you know what i appreciate about AEW though when it comes to the promos is they keep them quick WWE, it's an entire segment of just 
fantastic. Well, Raw's got three hours to fill. You got to have oh, Ric Flair God. sitting there talking about his super sperm for at least 10 minutes. God damn it. Don't go there. <laughs> Don't go there. You started this, okay? Right, it was your, your, you started this. Fair. Fair. Well, I anywho. That. Well, okay. Should I go? Well, I wanted to go over my oh, match I, of the night. I, I, oh, if I, I could, you, I if I could, did. you know, just you know. No, fuck you. Yeah. Fair. All right, JJ. So, are we giving Jamie a match of the night now? Uh, we didn't. I don't I remember don't discussing I don't this. Know. Well, you know what? You, you both could kiss my big white fat ass, <laughs> hairy white ass. <laughs> hey, Jamie, do you have a match of the night from AEW Dynamite? I do. I do. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so, um. I'm right there with you guys, uh, the Santana Ortiz and uh, Young Bucks match was definitely the number one match. Uh, it had everything I wanted and then some other than Tiger style, which I will let it go because it was just beautifully clean. Um, it was just beautiful. Uh, everything was choreographed nicely and it looked like it hurt when it needed to look like it hurt. It was just pretty. Um my move of the night was definitely Lance Archer choke slamming Ray Phoenix into a cross body. Wasn't going to be that, but now it is. Um, so, just throwing that out there. <clears throat> and if you want, hit us up on Twitter at Tolospotfish and make sure to hashtag cross body for Nick. Yes, mm-hmm. hashtag cross body. Yeah. We're going to try to make a trend tomorrow on th- uh, no, Thursday. I'm good. It's on. I'm good. So, all right, that is everything for AEW. Um, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. Put us in the comments on YouTube. Whatever you need, just just let us know what you thought about it. If you thought we were completely wrong, you just let us know. So, it is officially now time for us to cover the other show. Was what I like to call it, but it's WWE's best show, NXT. JJ, NXT. I, I know. Oh yeah, NXT. other shows is a slight. It'd be nice. It'd be nice when it moves to Peacock. Like they, they're, they're playing coy, but let's be honest. When whole Peacock things happen, they're they're gonna move this, especially when it gets to be NHL playoffs and they find out that they don't get to air their show at all for weeks at a time because mm-hmm. NHL's movie. If for those of you who had not heard, um, you know, had living on a rock or something, uh, NBC Universal. NBC is cutting NBC Sports, so all their sports programming, i.e., the NHL, which they have exclusive rights to, is moving to. USA. So, who suffers in that? NXT. But not really, because as Jamie made mention, it was just barely behind this week in the rating, in the viewership numbers. I made the bold prediction after TakeOver that I thought NXT would actually win this week. And they came close. They're only down about 30,000 people. So, they made a run for it, but ultimately, AEW is still the better product. <clears throat> that being said, a decent showing. It'll be nice. It, it does them so much. I'm just going to kind of go here for a second because it does them so much benefit to be on a different night. If they're on, even if they're on Peacock and you can stream it and you can watch it Wednesday or thir- whatever, like we used to do on the WWE Network when that's a- NXT used to live there, it benefits AEW because now they'll go million to every every week at least, if not higher. Mm-hmm. And. Because the thing is, I, most people out there that are into AEW generally are pretty much into NXT too, kind of. So I think that you'll get increasements for both. It's it makes sense for both. And Vince's ego is getting in the way. We're not we're not going down that rabbit hole, but 
It was close. It was only down about 30000 this week from AEW, so that's good. Uh, starts off the show kicking right into it with Kyle O'Reilly. So he comes out to do his promo. Um, and it, it's interesting because he starts off that he's not angry and he's not acting angry. And I'm confused as, as crap because I'm just like, okay, you're, your whole faction's falling apart around you. Got kicked How in the you? mouth, man. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not mad. I understand this. You know, I just need to know what happened. And he's getting more and more perturbed as Cole's not coming out. Uh, Roderick Strong comes out once again playing that kid that's in between the two parents at the mall. And he's trying to defend Cole. He's like, he's doing the great analogy of brothers, how brothers fight, you know, sort of thing, you know, which everybody, I don't have a, a birth brother. Uh, so everybody knows that. Uh, everybody who has a brother knows what I'm talking about. This is what I'm trying to say. You know, brothers fight. So, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle lashes back at him, you know, and then here comes Finn Balor basically telling them both to piss off because he's got, dibs on being mad at Cole or whatever but uh anyway the predictable happened they get jumped by Pete Dunn uh Lorcan and Birch guess what your main event for the night is six-man tag with those guys involved so mm-hmm. very WWE predictable for that mm-hmm. but yeah it is what it is uh San um Rigo does give an update uh on Escobar and uh Cross and he cuts to a video of Santos Escobar, who is clearly, and Santos, I believe, lives in Texas, if I'm not mistaken, but is clearly in the middle of a snowstorm uh, in a car trying to do a promo and basically says that he's not going to come because he's not going to fight Caden. Uh, K- Caden. Carrion Cross. Karen, I, I keep I, I keep wanting to call him Killian, and I that's not right. So I tried to fix it and call him the right thing, and I don't. It's like, and it's like carry on wayward son. <laughs> carry on. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way for me to hopefully remember it. I'll probably it's fuck it up Jimmy, in five minutes. Not bad. I try. I try. But he's not going to fight him on his term. He's going to fight him on Escobar's turn, and he's going to be the one who decides this. Whatever. Me, Regal's like, yeah, no, you're fighting next week, or you're going to be stripped of your title. So that's going to happen next week. It was supposed to be the main event tonight, and you know, so let's get. Didn't make any mention of the fact that he's actually stuck in Texas because of snow and power outages. But that, you know, whatever. They covered it up fine. Uh, then we actually get in the matches of the night. We had Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell uh, rematch against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I thought this was a better match than their semifinal match. Semifinal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their semifinal match from the Dusty Cup Classic. Uh, they, I, whether you love it or not, I adore Johnny's work as like the patriarch of this makeshift family. He even at one point tonight, because he was on commentary during this match, he at one point tonight called Indy his daughter and, and Austin his son, which is fantastic. I just love that so much. <laughs> they started off, all three of them came out to the ring with like missing posters, like you'd have like on the back of a milk carton for Austin Theory, and they're passing them out to the entire crowd and put it just. It was great. So, Jari's on commentary. He's fantastic. Uh, the match was good. The match was better, I felt, than, like I said, to their their uh, semifinal match from a couple weeks ago. So, that was good. Uh, at one point in time, Johnny actually called Indy Hartwell Indy Wrestling. Says she is Indy Wrestling, which I thought was a nice little dig there. It definitely was something that somebody backstage wrote and said, you have to say this sort of deal because it felt rushed, but mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Um but they're going out on it. Uh, 
the match itself, at, while it was good, it was always kind of second fiddle to this ongoing narrative of Austin Theory being missing. There was a, a video that showed on the on the on the Megatron of this white van that came that was pulled up. Obviously, it was Dexter Loomis's van, and it showed up the video again later on. And then Johnny leaves commentary and runs off to go check out the van, and then they cut from the match to look at the van, and you know it really kind of you know degraded the match a little bit. But we've already seen this match two weeks ago it, wwe very much on take-home shows if they're not from big pay-per-views and nxt probably pretty much all the time they're they're very much the reset show it's very much a more kind of mellowed out lower lower the temperature before you get building for the next pay-per-view sort of thing and that's what mm-hmm. this show was because this match ended with johnny Finding Austin Theory, who's been obviously brainwashed. He's now like zip tied and he's wearing some vacation wear. He's got like a crop top that says vacay time and he's in his boxers and flip flops with socks. And, you know, so him and Larray both rush up to go see, uh, check on Johnny and, you know, Indy gets rolled up and that's, that's the match, but nobody cares because it's all about the, the Austin Theory storyline. So mm-hmm. it's whatever. Uh, quick promo after that with Pat McAfee on his, uh, on his private jet flying out of, in, down to the beach somewhere just saying how he was right about cole uh <laughs> he was I, I, he was he was i i love it too i, I hope I, as much as i dislike the idea of pat mcafee in nxt when it first happened i have warmed up to this idea if he's going to be a part-timer coming in there because for one he put the work in and he put out good matches when he actually did wrestle mm-hmm. and for two he is a and not just in WWE. I mean, in general, if you listen to his stuff, he is very polarizing and opinionated. And he plays that heel so well. Mm-hmm. So kudos to him for that. I thought that was a good dig. Kushida said he's not done with Gargano. Uh, Bronson Reed comes up, and he still should be called Thick Boy. I'm going to keep saying that. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they're going with this colossal shtick. Thick Boy was great. Uh, but he, he, he wants a shot at Gargano too. So there's mutual respect or whatever there. Then we go to the next match, Swerve Scott versus Leon Ruff. And this felt like filler, like a son of a bitch. It just, I don't, Swerve Scott, I, he had like such a good push when he first came in and then they switched up his gimmick and at the same time minimized his airtime. So I have no idea what his purpose is at all. Obviously talented. Leon Ruff ends up getting the the victory, very similar to how he beat Gargano, which he's feeling like a one trick pony. I don't know. This whole thing just felt like I I had I I didn't care about this. There's no storyline to it. It just was a match. So it was there. And then we had Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter, who are getting a push, a legitimate push. Uh, against the Robert Stone brand of Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Uh, I made a big deal about it last time. Jesse Kamea's outfit much better this time. She didn't look ridiculous. Uh, I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it did. It just was so ugly. Nah, it was, yeah, you're, I, I agree with you. It <laughs> made sense. It was so bad. But no, so this was this was a squash mash of sorts for Caden and Casey, which is interesting if you've fallen in NXT for any amount of time because basically la- during 2020, I think that uh, Casey was like 0 and 26 or something stupid like that. And Caden Carter was not far behind her. They very much were, whether 
good or bad or indifferent. They were used as the squashies for a lot of stuff. So it's nice that they, they put in their dues to get in the push. That's how it should work in general. So they are getting a push. Uh, but the push is against this ILE angle, which is still confusing as all get up. So quick match real fast. It was a couple spots were put in by Aaliyah and Jesse, but mostly it was just a a, a, a show off of uh, Caden and especially Casey's athleticism. They get the win, and then immediately they're confronted by Boa. Boa! I kept saying Bo something. It was Boa is his name. B-O-A. Like a That's boa it. constrictor. Like a boa constrictor. <laughs> One word name. Like It's like Prince. Like Chinese Prince. Um, wow. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boa and Zioli both come out. Yeah. So they come out and they come out in their in, in their full gear. So here's here's Boa looking like Neo from the Matrix and you know Zioli looking like she's straight out of Street Fighter, you know. Uh, they come out and confront them and Casey keeps talking about how they're just trying to be friends and they're worried about her and they're worried about her. They're just worried about her, and I'm gonna get to the point already. And then Zioli takes her takes her hand and takes Casey's hand and puts her two fingers across the back of her hand. Her uh, gives her the the equal sign of doom, I guess. I don't know. And then <laughs> and then tells her this is and then tells Casey that next week she is going to purge her. I don't know if that means she's going to sound an alarm and then it's for uh, the duration of the match, 20 minutes or whatever, all a crime is legal and she can murder her, I guess. I don't, she's going to purge her next week. What so. would you, just like match aside, like what would your guys' reaction be if somebody said, I'm going to purge you? I'd say, I'm going to call the cops on you. I'd just be like, okay. I mean, what do you say to that? That's just, <laughs> yeah. So she, she puts this mark on her. And like, it's really just, just like she has two fingers in the soot. I mean, I mean, it did happen on Ash Wednesday. So maybe Zayali is Catholic. I mean, not many Chinese are Catholic. I don't, I don't think. I don't know. No, they uh, definitely are not. They're mostly Buddhist, I believe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know the cultural ramifications thereof. But, but she had, it, it was just like she had like just ink on two fingers or like, you know, whatever. She just puts this like, like double sliding slot across her, one of her, her hand. And this is next week I'm going to purge you. Man. Okay. <laughs> sure. So she's going to get purged next week, Casey. So look out for that. Maybe. You know, don't wear your light up mask and stay away from Ethan <laughs> Hawk and whatever. I'm giving Jamie is definitely not paying attention. He's texting because you could tell because I've given like three movie references in a row. And he's just like not even there he because this is it. just such a bad th- storyline. I'm sorry. Like, he keeps <laughs> I want to engage. I'm like, want, I'm like, okay. I'm like uh, Maverick from Top Gun, not wanting to gr- engage. I'm like, no, trying no, to pull good. you in. Doesn't you know, look like does look good. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't and it's here's the thing. It's like, so you got people that are finally getting pushes meeting up against each other. So I don't know what they're doing with this. We'll see next week. We'll see if she gets purged. Who knows? Uh, then they had the dusty cup trophy presentations, which was one of the highlights of the show. I'll be honest with you there. So, uh, they had MSK come out at first and interestingly enough, there's no separate trophies. There's just the one massive giant trophy. And on the nameplate, there's a men's side and a women's side. So, I don't know how you feel about that, but it, it is what it is. They but each M- get a boot. No, they each get their name on the trophy. I guess that's it. Maybe there's a male <laughs> boot and a female boot. Yes. One boot apiece. 
Yes. <laughs> you see here, this is the boot for the men's, and over here I have the woman's boot. It has got more of a heel on it. I, I'm terrible at impersonations. If you haven't, if I haven't said that before, that so, is so. weird though. Why only one trophy? Are they broke? <laughs> no, remember WWE made more goddamn money last year than they made in their entire history. I keep That's right. focusing on this because there's definitely the budget for a second trophy, but maybe I don't know because it's the dusty uh, whatever, uh, whatever. I, I was focused on that for a hot, hot minute because it did bother me, but I was like, I got to move forward. So we're moving forward here too. So Please. MSK came out. Um, they gonna so they're is announced they're gonna fight on the third, so two weeks. So the same night as uh, Shaq making his AEW debut, because counter programming doesn't happen. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah, <I mean>. uh, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna they're, they're gonna challenge Lorcan and Birch on uh, March third for the titles. They're still bad on the mic, but they weren't as bad this time. I will say that they were just annoying. Not even that. They just it just they were just they were just, you know, a little corny if you would. Like baby new day is what it looked like to me. Sort of, yeah. It, it they were a little bit corny. Less is more with them definitely on the mic, but what they did coming up here I loved. So Dakel, uh, Dakota uh, and Raquel Gonzalez then get come out, and MSK gentlemanly oh, hold the ropes for them. They come in, and they get present, presented to, and uh, while they're talking, of course, here comes Shayna and Nia, okay? So Shayna and Nia come in the ring. MSK holds the ropes for them as well, which I just, I love the, the cheesy corniness of MSK a little bit, so... They come in the ring, and of course they confront each other. And there's a little bit about, you know, the they're basically setting up everything we said. Why this is a good matchup? They're basically saying out loud for the entire world to hear. Oh, we got big versus big. You've never fought us. You weren't in NXT, Shayna, when Raquel was here, or or Raquel wasn't here when you were in NXT. And Shayna's like, oh, I broke your arm and made you cry like a little bitch, Dakota. And she's like, I'm not the same person. All the all the same storylines we've. That's been said or said, including the official burying of Nia's, Nia Jax's hole. Okay. So since the <laughs> Nia Jax hole thing happened and, and WWE tried to make it erase from its existence and the internet said, no, no, no. Uh, NXT, WWE has come full 180 and like, fine, you want Nia Jax's hole? We're going to give you so much of her hole. You're going to not know what to do with it. And yeah, cause they made like three puns about her hole again. So that's officially dead. No more, yeah. no more, no no more Nia Jax's hole, but we'll we'll still hear about it for the next month on mm-hmm. TV, just so you're aware. Yeah, yeah. But that's happening on the third as well. So that matchup is happening on the third, which, in a way, it's just classical WWE because remember Nia Jax and uh, uh, Shayna Baszler are facing off this Sunday Elimination Chamber, probably the pre-show against the over so convincing number one contenders for the women's tag team title of Lana and Naomi. <laughs> and they have a great shot of winning now, don't they? And if they win, I mean, I'm still not going to watch Raw, but like, yeah, if they win, I definitely won't watch Raw. Like, there's no way and, Lana and them can win. Or if they win, they're going to turn it, they'll give them back the next night. Yeah. There's no, there's, there's no chance they're winning. There's no chance they're winning before. There's definitely no chance now. Whatever. Would you say there's no chance in hell in hell there definitely is no chance no chance in hell they've got no chance 
what was great about this whole thing, okay? So the, the, the whole squabbling back and forth between the two female teams was a bit long, I felt. The whole like Nia Jax whole rehashing was a bit much. But what wasn't was that Beth Phoenix, who was into his presenting the trophy and introducing them, had retreated to the corner where MSK were, you know, kind of like hanging out. And they were sitting there eating popcorn like they were watching a bad soap opera. And it was great. It was, it was something that I didn't know I needed to have and I love. And now I'm, I am now, even though they're still bad on the mic, I am on the MSK bandwagon officially. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Let's go forward. Because it was a great little shtick. It's one of those things, like you talk about the New Day. Like New Day, when they were starting to finally get over, because when they first debuted, they were terrible. That gimmick. <laughs> they were, because if you guys remember when they first became, it was like mm-hmm. this like gospel man gimmick of, you know, and it just was bad. It was bad. And then they made that transition to be just the weird, like they are, you know, power positivity kind ofness. And that's when they start that's kind of what i see with msk they're just kind of doing this weird shtick and i love it so anywho i don't like him anymore of course you don't i was all about msk the other day the popcorn ruined it for me they're done jesus christ popcorn wow wow that's it i mean i was on the train i'm still on the train they might not be able to talk it's fine I thought it was funny because they weren't talking. They were making them physical humor. All right. Hashtag popcorn and crossbody is now the thing. Jesus. Wow. Popcorn? Wow, Nick. Popcorn? Popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn. The popcorn put you off. I didn't care for it. We're talking about popcorn, man. <laughs> popcorn. So we go back. To, we go back to uh, looking out into the park. I got to get off this because I'm just. I just popcorn. <laughs> Fucking popcorn. I really? want to talk about Cameron Grimes. Well, I'm Fuck going to. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> no. no. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, here, here. Before that, you know, it comes in the look at parking lot. O'Reilly and Stronger arguing. And then we get Cameron Grimes once again. Uh. We get his, get his, his uh, uh, Kiss My Grits video. But it ends differently this time because he crashes Lamborghini. And he goes, well, gee, I didn't know how fast those things were. I guess I'll just have to get me another one. Yeah. And I... Sorry, I love. I just it. like to see a guy living right. his best life. I mean, for real. WWE management, please give Cameron Grimes a belt. I want Jamie in a Cameron Grimes shirt ASAP. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> you don't know that. I do. I do. You know why? Because Triple H is in charge, and he will do me right. He will do me right. You get a lot of faith to a man who puts his life on fifty-fifty booking. You know. It's paid off. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, Fuck all right, Cameron, Cameron Grimes. Grimes. We're still in occurrence. I love it though. We we had one of our one of our friends on Twitter was actually tweeting us about something and talked about Cameron Grimes, and, and he definitely was not on the same bandwagon as you. He, he was he was in on the uh, uh, all by myself on this deal. You're by yourself, man. I convert Nick. I mean, we're we're going Cameron Grimes, man. I like him out of spite. <laughs> I that's hate a, him out of spite. That's a, that's a very Nick Nick move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you 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 hate him? Oh, then I fucking love him. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he does cross body, he's still gonna like him. Okay. Oh, oh dude, so, if he did, that would just that would be perfect. He so, comes out eating popcorn. <laughs> eating popcorn while doing a cross body. That's what I gotta see. Cameron Grimes. Okay. 
I, I might, anybody who's artistic, we need a picture of Cameron Grimes eating popcorn, doing a crossbody. We need that yesterday. Next match was, uh, oh, well, first of all, you had a quick little look at, uh, we asked what EO Shrive's next move is going to be. Uh, it looks like they're going to continue on with her and Tony Storm. Tony Storm interrupted her photo shoot, and yeah, I guess that's where they're going to go for now. Once again, I agree with you, Jamie. I think this is filler. I think they're basically saving uh, the big push to be Tara Valkyrie and Io Shirai. That makes sense, you know, but for the time being, Tony Storm's it. Uh, then you had Kushida versus Tyler Rust, who, of course, is uh, managed by Malcolm Bivens. I don't get Tyler Rust. Do you guys? Nope. Sure don't. I mean, he sounds a little oxidized to me, if anything. <laughs> you know? I think well, you're he's... reaching there, but okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, I got it. I just yeah. Is a, is a pun on rust. I I, I guess I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it was gold. <laughs> that was not gold. That was not gold. That wasn't even copper. Oh, it's all rusted out. <laughs> I don't get. It. I don't. I don't get his character. I just. I don't. I. He he never looks good. I don't know. Uh, Kushida beats him. Malcolm ends up being the one who actually like throw like like verbally throws in the towel for him because he's got to protect his investment. It's it's whatever. This whole thing just doesn't work for shit. And once again, it's just kind of a filler for Kushida. Uh, Kushida is obviously going to be staying in the U.S. title hunt with now Thick Boy Bronson Reed. I'm, I'm gonna keep going with the Thick Boy because he's we saw thick, thick, thick Boy live. <clears throat> he's good live. Mm-hmm. He he's good in general. He is good. He's good. A good performer. He shows up. He has a great crossbody. So, L.A. Knight. <laughs> L.A. Knight gave another stellar promo uh, from his house this time, quote unquote. Uh, then after that, you had Zoe Stark, who, who debuted during the Dusty Rhodes uh, Women's Cup tournament. And if you didn't see it, it's because it was on 205 Live. And nobody watches 205 Live anymore. Yeah. So, I-, I missed it. I'm familiar with her work uh, elsewhere. She's been in... A uh, bunch of promotions. She wrestled at Impact a little bit. Uh, every now and then she was in there. But she's been kind of in the indie circuit for a while now. Um, she looked really strong. She was against this. Uh, it was a total entry, you know, intro squash mass. I don't even know who she was wrestling. Valentina Feroz is, was their name. Sure. Never it's heard of her. Developmental talent. We'll see her probably in two or three years. But, okay. which, hey, if you're listening, Valentina, hey. Good on you. Keep working. Cool. But Zoe looked really good. She has a sick finisher. It's the uh, go to Stark. And it is a modified go to sleep. It is really good looking. Mm. Basically, instead of putting them over the shoulders, she has them kind of side, like has her arm around her and then will spin the person over her arm, kind of like, you know, around like a cartwheel, like spinning around the arm. And she comes around. That's when she kicks her with her knee. It's a really good looking finisher, uh, but she yeah. was strong. Twitter was ablaze about that finisher. Like everybody's like, "Ooh, shit, oh. that's awesome!" You know, <laughs> it and looks I love it. Good, yeah. It looks, yeah. It's one of those two that lends itself to some longevity because it doesn't require huge feats of strength. Like to go to sleep, you know. You may mention this with Kenta because if you can't physically get the person up on your shoulders, it doesn't come across as well, but mm-hmm. not, not this one. This was good squash mask. And then you had carry on cross and Scarlet do a quick little promo, typical promo. Meh. I don't understand the whole Escobar thing. I, I don't get it whatsoever. And I'm okay with that. Cause I'm ready for it to be done. Yeah. Just move, move on to the actual point here with carry on. <laughs> it's like, just stop putting him in this shit. 
Then we I'm had. Ready, the, I'm we, ready to see him back in action. I'm sick of the promos as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So Next. we end the night with. We end the night with the the main event, which was announced earlier. Six man tag: Pete Dunne, Lorcan, and Birch versus uh, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. As you can guess, it was a good match. These people always put a good match together. Um, there was very good spots. Roddy especially looked really strong. There was a great moment at the beginning of the match because whatever this match was doesn't doesn't matter for shit. The only thing that this is accomplishing is furthering this uh, this uh, undisputed era angle and figuring out where it goes next in relation to Finn Balor. Everything else that happens around this match is complete filler. Doesn't matter for shit. But it was a very good match all over the place. At the beginning of the match. Kyle O'Reilly would not tag in Roddy Strong. He would just not tag him in. He'd tag in Finn. And then Finn would come over and look at Roddy and not tag him in purposefully as well. So, once again, like like my point from TakeOver is just focusing on Roddy. I think he's the linchpin of all this right now. I, I love how they keep playing off of that and, and like toying with his emotions as the guy in the middle, you know. Yeah, and, so. and to that point too, when they when they did their intro, he came out and did the undisputed era hands. He did he did the UE hands. Yeah, yeah and Kyle O'Reilly just walked in. And I'm like, to your point, he's like he's trying to play nice with mom and dad. He's like, Mom, mom, it's okay. Dad, dad, just you know, dad's just an asshole. You're he was you know, just wrestling with the secretary. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she meant nothing, Mom. <laughs> he tripped. So of all this that happened, Brody was my favorite part of this match because of the way he is. For the longest time, before he joined the Undisputed Era, we had I remember we talked about this about how wasted it felt like he was. It was he was in a mid card hell, even though he was getting in like big matches. He just never get the chance, never get the shot at the belt, never get the title. It all changed in Undisputed Era, of course. He became tag champion and U.S. champion. and But his work has always been up there, and his character work has always been up there, and it just continues. And he is, I think, the, probably one of the more underappreciated, you know, not from not from the people who are running the stuff, but kind of in general. People don't look at, like, they look at him, and they view him as just like, oh, he's the guy in the stable. He's not. He is very, pardon the pun, but he's very strong. He can hold his own, so... Uh, the match ends with, I mean, it ends with a very, how do I put this? It's, it, it, you can see it coming. It was a very predictable ending of sorts. So, uh, the, the stairs had been dislodged. One of the sets of stairs had been dislodged. So just the bottom half of the steel steps were showing and near the end, here comes Adam Cole. Adam Cole comes out, kicks Kyle Riley in the face again, and then does a, Really hard, really stiff. What I thought hurt him more at first, suplex to Kyle O'Reilly on these steps on the outside of the ring. Uh, I'll get to why that is not the case in a second here. Uh, But he does that, wipes out Kyle from the match. It ends up that uh, Dunn ends up getting the win, you know, and then that leads to them. They just leave. There's like, fuck it, we're out. And, you know, Finn Balor's in the ring. And then out of nowhere, Cole comes, super kicks him again, picks up the belt, you know, holds it over. Now, after the match, there was rumors going around that Mm -hmm. Kyle O'Reilly had a seizure. Because one of the people, and Jamie talked about this very briefly, but at NXT, they are doing live. They're the only uh, one of the WWE properties that has a live audience. 
it's mostly friends and family and a few select ticket holders, you know, they get, you know, podcasters, things like that, you know, people who are friends of the company and, and close, whatever. Uh, but one of the people that was in attendance, it's not a lot, like it's like, it's like 40 or something, you know, people, if that spread out like a, a single ring around the, the outside. One of the people there had put on Twitter that he saw him seizing and put a picture online of him in the stretcher with Triple H around him. Now, kayfabe has always been put him in the stretcher. That doesn't mean they're actually in the stretcher. I mean, yeah, we've seen Braun Strowman drive people in, in, in on a stretcher off of a ramp, and you know Triple H or Stone Cold is you know famously attack people on stretchers and. Uh, Whatever, but so there's Kyle Riley is a type one diabetic. I don't know if people knew that or not, but he's I a did type not one. Know that. He is, he's a type one diabetic. One of those born that way. He's takes insulin the whole nine yards. So especially when he has those longer matches, it tends to be somewhat of concern because his blood sugar will drop, and you know that's, it, that can be deadly. It can lead to seizures. So that's why people believed it. It was quickly quashed, though. He came out today and said it was not, you know, he's like, I'm fine. I'm a little banged up, but I'm okay otherwise, you know, blah, blah, blah. But didn't need to happen, and unfortunately, it is what it is. But it was a very stiff uh, super uh, suplex. The show felt okay. I mean, it was... It wasn't bad. It was much better than uh, Raw and SmackDown, of course. But it was very much in the mold of NXT after their pay-per-views. NXT does that where after their pay-per-view, it's like it's your time to exhale. So that first show is usually that exhale. Even though they have the higher ratings, usually the first show afterwards. So did you guys... I think, Nick, you, you didn't get to catch the show, right? No, I caught it. I skipped the last match, to be honest with you. Oh, that's and what it was. Okay. Just to be honest with you, the reason being is yeah you touched on it earlier it's a wwe post pay-per-view night and it's just kind of it's typically kind of a rehash it's like when you go to a comedy yeah. show on friday night at 10 and then you check out the sunday show at five <laughs> in the evening you know what i'm saying that's kind of what you get so i didn't even okay. bother yeah jamie what are your thoughts on nxt <sighs> you know um it was okay until Grimes came out. Um, he didn't come out. It was just a video. Oh, well, it was enough. It was, it was, <laughs> it was enough. No, I thought, I thought I was expecting a little bit more out of the storytelling on the whole Adam Cole thing. But honestly, I'm kind of glad they didn't give me what I was expecting. Um, they gave me just enough to be like, okay, this could turn into something. I was just, I was, I don't know. I was hoping more for the show because it's a after pay per view show. Usually that's when they reset pretty hard. And I, I didn't feel like Usually. I felt like they were just doing retellings of shit they've already done. Well, and there was a lot of fillers in there. You know, you had like there's fillers. You had you had uh, you had a uh, uh, Zoe do her introductory you know singles match, and you know it was it was what it was. So it it kind of reminded me. I had this thought because if y'all remember when NXT was on WWE Network. So before we came to USA, it was all pre-taped. They taped them in blocks. So they taped like three or four shows on like one day, one full day. And then that would take them for the next like month or so. And then the, the, the people, the performers would be training or touring as part of NXT Live. When they did that, takeovers, the post-takeover show was always like a one or two dark matches that happened around takeover and video packages. They never had a show 
So like I remember tuning in and it got me every time TakeOver would happen. So I'd tune on WWE Network, go to the NXT on the next Wednesday, excited to see what's the fallout of this. And then it's like, oh yeah, they don't, they, 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 I have to wait another week for it. It felt like that again, you know, it was kind of that same feeling. So yeah, ah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. But that, that was NXT. So I'm not going to go into match of the night because of the type of show it was. It had some good pops. It had some good stuff. You know, I I, I, I want to know what getting purged means. How's You're going to find out. I'm going to find out. If, if if next week you see uh, Zia, Zia Lee murders Casey Catanzaro, well, I guess I'll know what purging means. And... As long as Boa sorry, or sorry, the Rick, other person. Sorry, Ricochet. Time to hop back on Match.com, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if that, the only way I'll accept that is if Boa or the spirit lady person is like, finish her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your if they have a tie into Mortal mine. Kombat, I will lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag trailer just dropped. <laughs> nope, we all know how Jax lost his arms now. I, I, uh, I love, yeah, I love that Watch movie. the trailer for you as you have it. It's pretty good. So that was NXT. So we had AEW Dynamite with NXT. We're spending just a couple minutes real quick here. Uh, Jamie's going to run us through Monday at... 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Yes. Uh, AEW is doing on their YouTube again the women's tournament. Jamie? Yes. Um, to be real brief with it, they are going to do the second half of the women's first rounds and then the semifinals of the Japanese side. So it is going to be Taya Conti or Tay Conti, geez, uh, versus Nyla Rose, which should be, a, I, I'm calling that a banger because I really think they're going to be able to go. And then sleeper banger Britt baker versus anna j i hope anna j wins um but we'll see and then in the semifinals for the japanese side i really don't care now since makito's not there <laughs> uh, but uh asia kong versus ryo mizunami which that is going to be stiff versus stiff no selling versus no selling it's like vader versus vader and then the other one is honestly probably going to be the match of the night. I'm calling it now. I think this is going to be the best match out of all of them. And, of all four? Yep. Out of all four, Yuka Sakazaki versus Emi Sakura. The the woman oh, yeah, of a thousand sure. holds. So. Yeah. The woman of a thousand holds. The Dimalenko of, of, of the, the women's tournament versus Yuka Sakazaki, which I would consider the semi-high flyer type so you know kind of like a lion salt type person um so maybe the jericho d malenko feud of wcw days you know just saying just throw that out there um but it's gonna be good so this is what's gonna happen the winners of the united states side will face off against each other on the 24th dynamite so next week's dynamite those two are gonna face off um they did not announce the date of Rio and Thunder Rosa, so I'm wondering if they're going to do another YouTube for them and for the finals of the Japanese. And then the final is going to happen on March 1st, more than likely, of the Japanese March. side versus the March American 3rd. side. Uh, well, yeah, March 3rd. Then no, March. They, they already said, yeah, they always said that the final, the tournament's going to be on March 3rd, and then they the winner of the tournament's at Revolution, which is the 10th. I believe seventh, seventh. It's like the seventh. Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah, so yeah. Bam, bam. The seventh at, at Revolution is when they're gonna fight. Uh, wow, Sheeta. Hey, hey, yeah, Sheeta. Her. <laughs> um. So yeah, there. I wish they would be. I wish it'd been more forthcoming with the schedule because yeah, it's been convoluted and messy. Um. Yeah. 
it's just been weird. Yeah. Um, but I think now they're finally getting some some dates out there, like with this Monday, and then the winners of the United States side will face off on the twenty fourth. I I hope they do Rio and Thunder Rosa on the same show because then they can just make it the whole thing and just get it done, and then we can set up for Monday because the Japanese side can also do it. You know, on I think they should just do them all on Dynamite. Just to be honest, I mean, honestly, they'll they'll show the Japanese one, but you know, they'll probably end up doing a YouTube with it. I don't know. YouTube. I mean, if it comes down to it, because it's still uneven, they might have to do the the women's other semifinal or the maybe on dark. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I, it deserves better than dark. It, it, it's convoluted for everybody, so we don't really know, except for the fact that the final is going to be on the March third Dynamite, and. At Revolution, the winner fights Hikaru Shida. Yep. So, any predictions on those on those real quick? Um, I'm sticking with uh, Tay Conti and Britt Baker uh, is who I'm sticking with. Uh, Tay Conti, I think, is once again. I, 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 they've been big on her. She's been on a winning streak. She's look, she's looking increasingly better. The storyline is good in that this was her entry intro match in AEW. She came out and got beat by Nyla Rose, but it wasn't a squash beating so mm-hmm. i think i think there's there's potential there uh i think that yuka sakazaki is uh she's now she's my default she's my now pick to go all the way same uh i think it's gonna be her and uh, you know the the student beats the master and down below i'm gonna go with uh ren katakura she's not in it whoever's fighting who is ryo is yeah asia kong and ryo is i forget oh god i'm terrible at names yeah whoever <laughs> whoever asia kong is fighting she's going to be the winner ryo mizunami <laughs> the, the the short ryo blonde hair one yeah oh i did see somewhere that uh tomorrow somebody's doing an interview uh, i can't remember it's like i think it's fightful select uh doing an interview with maki ito and talking to her uh, apparently the teaser that the dude dropped on Twitter was that she's open to working with AEW and the Dark Order, and I'm just like, ooh, I want to hear this interview. So, me too. After you guys listen to this uh, podcast, go check out Fightful Select as well. Tell them we sent you. But uh, yeah. All right, Nick. I know you don't like you just like picking one. I'm gonna make you pick all these. It's tough, man. Um, I'm leaning towards Tay Conti, but my guts kind of telling me to go a different direction it's too easy um but that's where i'm leaning uh thunder rose is real strong but um uh, i don't know that's kind of where i am right now make a choice make a choice do it uh who's the one that beats um who was the one that won that first match last week uh yeah i like i like yuka okay so you like Yuka over Emmy. What about Asia versus Ryo? Oh, Ryo for sure. Okay, Britt Baker, right. Anna Jay? Uh, I'm going to go with Anna Jay on that one. Ooh, and then Tay Conti over Nyla Rose is what you did said. Did you go Tay Conti or did you flip? Because you're flipping flopping there. I was. I, I am. I was going Nyla Rose, but I'm... Like I said, man, my gut's telling me no, but I'm leaning towards Tay Conti. Get on the Tay train. There we go. <laughs> my mind is telling me no. Yeah. But my exactly. body. My exactly. body. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Jamie's loopy. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, seriously, I think I think it's going to be Tay Conti winning, but I do think Britt Baker's going to win because they're going to set up for the rematch of Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. I mean, it looks it's, that way. It does. So obvious. 
Um, and then I like Asia Kong just because it seems obvious right now. So, and the problem is we went with all not obvious picks last time. And then Yuka Sakazaki. I, I definitely agree. I think those are, those are my, my, my predictions. My bracket was destroyed last time, so it might get destroyed again. So, so we'll they'll probably all it. lose. Everybody who he just mentioned is probably going to lose. So congratulations yeah. to those others. Kiss of death. <laughs> all right. That's why we love AEW. So all right, well, one thing I did forget to mention, and I want to make sure you guys, I don't know if you saw this all over the Twitters and everything, but uh, good old JR called Kenny Omega the WWE, the WWE champion. champion. Yes, he did. That was that was great. Is right before is like right before they they went to the video of the package. It was like, wait, what? Did I just hear that right? What? What? <laughs> yeah, that's my it factor of the week. If we actually it factor of the week, yeah. there. Oh god. So Nick, I'll never do it. Of the week? Whatever. Cameron yeah, Grimes, what? man. Fuck you, Cameron Grimes, man. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. He took that my- Lambo for a ride. He wrecked it, but he's got the money to buy another one. <laughs> I like how he's just shook it off like it was nothing. It he's was just no gonna throw deal. it in the gu- he's gonna throw it in the gutter and buy himself another. Shucky I just go straight to the moon. <laughs> Once again, I am terrible with impressions. That's perfect because it sounded terrible, and that's what he sounds like. <laughs> uh, my factor of the week is uh, my newfound love for MSK and popcorn and popcorn and crossbodies. It crossed. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. The popcorn thing was great. There's there's fantastic memes about that too. About the yes. best Phoenix eating popcorn, watching the drama. I I loved it. Screw you guys. It was great. I enjoyed the popcorn scene. I'm not a hater I know, of popcorn. I know. I know. Nick Nick Nick's fury is just getting getting me riled up here. So. Nick Nick Fury. Nice Marvel <laughs> reference there. Oh! Dude. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up here. So uh, thank you guys for listening with us here. Once again, we are back every Wednesday and Friday with a new podcast. Fridays uh, tend to be the AEW and NXT. Wednesdays are going to be more on uh, WWE uh, and goings on around the wrestling world. This next coming week, we do have Elimination Chamber. Are you guys going to watch Elimination Chamber this weekend? Be honest. Uh, No. I don't know. No. I've, I've never liked a single elimination chamber. I'm going to probably, because once again, I am a sadist, I'll probably have it on in the background while I'm uh, doing, That's you know. probably what will end up at my house, but I don't want I to. I say that, which means that, yeah, I'm going to watch it. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Elimination Chamber in, in, in uh, WWE next week, uh, Wednesday. Uh, available, as always, on all of your favorite podcast locations, Apple, Amazon, iTunes, iTunes is Apple. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. iHeartRadio. That's what I was looking for. There you go. Pandora, Google, all of them. Plus, please check us out on our YouTube. That is just going to YouTube and search for Total Spotcast. I did it again. That's two weeks in a row. Total Spot. It's getting late, guys. Total Spot Fest Live. You got this. Uh, you got I, this. I, I don't think I got it, man. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't even work today. I had the day off. I went and got my COVID vaccine, and then I just, you know, I slept until noon. It was great. You know, went and got my shot, did some errands, wrote, got a good bike ride in. I have no reason to be this loopy, but eh, whatever. So, YouTube. Check us out on YouTube, guys. Uh, Total Spot Fest Live. Uh, you can also... 
please communicate with us on Twitter. Uh, it is at Total Spot Fest. Once again, at Total Spot Fest. Give us a shout. Give us a comment while you're on YouTube. Please give us a subscribe. If you want to communicate with us individually in all of our videos, we do have our individual Twitters. So if you want to tweet at Nick and tell him how great crossbodies are, you will be able to find his Twitter handle and let him know. Hashtag crossbody. I mean, I suppose you could. You definitely can. Uh, that's, 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 that's my mission for the weekend. You should. You should. <laughs> that's my mission for the weekend. All right. Nick, any final thoughts? Any final words to the peoples? Man, nah. I'm just glad we wrapped up a good week. All right. Yep. Same with you there, Jamie. Well, I got to say, like I always say, if you're not down with TSL, I got two words for you Kennedy! Kennedy. <laughs> it'd be nice if you switched it up on candy anderson but okay oh, man you gave you've made me cough on that one <laughs> all right we're gonna leave you on that thanks guys we'll see you next time